0: What's next in your life? Join Larry at a dream intensive workshop coming this February to Minneapolis and Denver. There's really nothing like a dream intensive workshop to jumpstart your dream in 2015. Learn more at dreamintensive.com. Episode number 49 of the Reinventure Me podcast. Well, the answers for your next beginning are most likely found in the questions you ask another. But how do we get better at asking truly great questions? Well, that's the topic we're going to talk about today on this episode of ReInventure Me. Thanks for joining us. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the ReInventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Reinventure Me podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what's next in life. Armin and I are here to help you discover ways to reinvent your life, your opportunities, and the ventures that God has put within you. This is the Reinventure Me podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, Armin Asadi. Armin Asadi. You weren't sure?
1: I, I I didn't know. I thought that was a sentence. I didn't know it was a question <laughs> or a setup. I'm a question. Sorry. I see what you're doing. <laughs> this
0: show is about questions. Well, this is Larry Gates, and I am here with my co-host. Armin Asadi. Armin Asadi. <laughs> there we are. Hey, Ar- Armin. Yes happy anniversary buddy
1: happy anniversary
0: partner <laughs> we made this, it this is our anniversary episode it was this time last year that we kicked off it was. episode number one isn't that crazy and how many takes did we do on that episode
1: Ooh, i don't know probably about 20 <laughs> or
2: so That sounds.
1: oh about right. man
0: i tell you it was really rough you know and but but it was it's been a great time and we've done 48 episodes since I know that's not an episode a week because we did take a few weeks off but yeah. what a what a great trip and I just want to tell you Armin I just really have enjoyed this last year yeah. with you if this is our little anniversary celebration <laughs> we're having a little moonlit a moonlit a candlelit dinner and we're sharing a glass of wine you know cheers to you buddy. cheers to you sir uh, it's, it's an a, honor it's been it's been a lot of fun over this past year it's one of the things that I thought when a friend said hey you should do a podcast I thought ah, I'm never going to do that. And then it was one of those things that, you know, just kind of sticks in the back of your mind and you yep. go, okay, maybe I could do it. And then <laughs> I went to Cliff Raven's crafts podcasting a to Z course, which is just phenomenal. And I was like, Oh, I could do this. Yeah. You know, uh, cause he really equipped me to know what to do. Cause there's a lot of questions, you know, you have, but oh, of course, uh, but it's been just a, a great ride and it's been a lot of fun uh, doing this with you. Likewise.
1: I've learned a lot. Um, I'm so glad we're still going.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to twenty fifteen here Absolutely. in this year that we we put behind. And and we could not do this really without you, our audience. And we just thank you for being a part of the reinventure me community. We we love preparing these shows. We love getting the interaction, the feedback that you have, not only on our website or on Facebook, but also the emails that we receive from you and and we just love to know that you guys are being profited by just tuning in with our banter back and forth and what little, <laughs> what little observations we have about life and making new beginnings. But uh, we want to just tell you how much we do appreciate you having been along for the ride for the past year and and really looking forward to this next year coming up. Yeah. Well, we have a few announcements we want to get out of the way real quick before we get into today's show. I am doing a Dream Intensive Workshop in February 6th and 7th in Minneapolis and February 27th and 28th in Denver. And this is just a great time. It's a Friday night, Saturday, where we get everybody together. Many people that that can come, actually, it's a fairly intimate community. We don't have, it's not a big group. The importance of the time together is to interact about what our dreams are all about. And I believe that oftentimes we can't see in ourselves what our dream is, and we need other people to help coax that out of us. And so I set the table at Dream Intensive Workshop to do that. And, and it's a great time. So if you listen to this podcast and it sounds like something you might be interested in, check it out at the website, dreamintensive.com. And if you decide you want to register, type in the promo code reinventure, one word, and you'll get $30 off when you, when you register. Now, this is also the last chance to do something else here, isn't it, Ermin?
1: That's right. Get your fifty dollar Amazon card.
0: Yeah. Well, qualified to get your fifty dollar <laughs> Amazon card. And this is going to be an entry for those of you who are willing to sound off and tell us about your your view of the Reinventure Me podcast, anything that you'd like to see us do in the future. This is our annual survey. We want to just take this show to a new level. We need your input to help do that. And if you do that by what, January 19th, right? So uh, the January 19th. If you do it by January 19th, then we'll uh Get you a free Amazon gift card or a $50 Amazon gift card. We will do that. We'll take a drawing on that at the end of the month. And some lucky winner will get that. And we've got a lot of great responses already.
1: Yeah. Especially from, well, you know what my favorite responses have been so
0: far is from the comments from our last episode. Yeah. We've had some really good comments from our last episode.
1: I think you had a couple of them, don't you?
0: Yeah. Right. We heard from Andy I love the way he put this. Uh, Our last episode, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, episode 48, I I really open up about what God had been teaching me over the last several years, three years in particular, but really culminated in my last personal planning retreat. and centered around shame and some of the shame-based thinking that I had gone through and, and learned about. And some of the healing that I've received from that. And I have received a lot of emails, a lot of personal emails. I've had phone calls. I've had, it's been great to hear people respond to that show. But we've had a couple of people comment on our show notes and we really appreciate that because that becomes available for everybody to see. Right. And, you know, Andy had a, had a great line. He said, you know, shame is like preemptively scolding yourself. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And that's exactly what it is. You know, it's just like, you know, you're you're always just beating yourself up. That's what shame does because you're defective, right?
1: Yeah, spanking yourself before somebody else does. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And Tammy wrote just an excellent several paragraphs on she took some time to compose her story on our website. And I'll just read a quick excerpt. She says, as you mentioned, realizing that your life is marked by shame is the first great step. In my own experience, it also takes time and faith as well as consistent work to change that. It's been more than 40 years since the little girl inside me was broken and made to feel very ashamed. Mm. 40 years later, she's working and still putting the healing pieces together. And that's absolutely true. I mean, it's one of the things that can take a long, long time. Yeah. And it's far too easy just to stuff it and just to say, Hey, uh, why don't you just get on with it? And, but if you do that and you don't pay attention to what shame-based thinking you have, you'll perpetuate it. Right, right. And, and that's the realization that I had. when, I, And that's why I sat down and talked to my kids about it. I didn't want to perpetuate it anymore. Hmm. And it allowed us as a family to say, hey, this is where that thinking is coming in and to see it. Mm-hmm. Because when you can name something, then you can change it. Right on. And you can't do it until you change it.
1: And the ironic thing is is this whole shame-based topic came from somebody just asking you a very good, simple but very thoughtful question and this whole episode that we're doing today is based on the power of questions yes so if you want to check out this episode's notes it's going to be reinventure.me backslash 49 or if you want to check out the last episode we had on shame that was all sparked by a good question that's uh reinventure.me backslash 48 but Let's get to the show because yeah. I, I, this is a really powerful subject, especially yeah. since it's the power of questions. And mm-hmm. I, there's this quote that I dug up that I really liked, mm-hmm. and I just want to read it really quick. It's our Inspire Me segment, actually. So it's by Charles Proteus Stein, Steinmetz. Is that how Steinmetz. you- Steinmetz. Pre- yeah. German name. That's right. Very, very, <laughs> very German. He's actually a German engineer born in America, and he's, he's known to say, no man becomes a fool until he has stopped asking questions. Mm. Come on. I that's, love that. That's good. Right? You dug a good one up there, buddy. Hey, I, I sent you like 12 <laughs> of them. <helping> <laughs> you, <every> did, <laughs> you did.
0: You, you, found, you found a diamond right there. That's, that's a great quote. You know what I like about it is because in, in many ways, we're all becoming fools. Yeah. If we don't watch ourselves, we become a fool. Like Scientists have shown that the peak period of time for human development when you ask questions is, is around the age four or five. And then after it goes downhill,
2: hmm.
0: you don't ask nearly as many questions. And the reason for that is because we start creating presumptions about how the world works. So we start collecting all that information, that powerful brain of ours stops asking questions and forms presuppositions about how the world works. Hmm. And then we, because our brain is looking to do things efficiently, it's saying, hey, all right, I got enough pieces. I can presume that it's going to operate this way. So I don't keep asking questions because I want to be efficient. Yeah. And to ask a question is to be inefficient because the worst thing you can get when you ask a question is an answer that you don't expect. Right. That costs because you have to change all your presuppositions. Yep. But that's the heart of a great question. Hmm. The very heart of a great question is one that changes your presuppositions, hmm. but we like to get lazy. In some ways, we like to stay in the matrix, you know, <laughs> this is the way it works <laughs> and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to rock the boat, Yeah. but well-timed question, like I shared last time, it wasn't that Ken Geyer was necessarily trying to shift my thinking. Hmm. He just asked a very well-placed question. Am I going to write about shame? Mm-hmm. Now he saw something in what I had already written about mm-hmm. that was his a trigger, that it was his seeds to say, hey, there's something going on here that maybe you need to touch on. And he brought that out when he asked that question. I had this experience with some friends of ours where <laughs> we got together over a dinner party and they lived in a small town. And I just said, uh, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time. You know, how do you like living in the small town? And they started talking about that and they it wasn't like there was anything that was glowing about it, and so I said, "Well, so what's keeping you there?" Hmm. And I got this long pause, this pregnant silence. Oh no! And he wasn't sure. Yeah. And about two weeks later, he calls me back and he says, "We're moving." Wow. He <laughs> <laughs> said, that's "Why that's are you moving?" <laughs> <laughs> so why are you moving? He says, well, "Because you asked the question why we were staying," huh. and it was just we hadn't we realized. Back to presuppositions. Yeah. The brain is lazy unless yeah. you force it into saying is the presuppositions that were true at one time. Are they still true today? Yeah. yeah. So think about that. How much of our lives do we live with some assumptions that mm-hmm. we might've formed so many years ago, mm-hmm. but we've stopped asking questions about whether those assumptions are still true. Wow. You know, yeah. a very simple thing about this is that Anna and I, when we first got married, our goal was that we would have kids in three years. OK, <laughs> Yeah. and then on our third anniversary, we realized when we didn't have kids yet that we were still thinking that we would have kids in three years. We never shifted our thinking to say, oh, well, now we're, you know, after the first anniversary, now it'll be in two years. And after the second anniversary, it'll be in one year. Yeah. You know, it was just still formed in our mind that we had said three years and three years never comes. You yeah. Know?
1: Regardless of how many years it's already passed. It never comes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in our topics are segment, we're talking about the power of questions. Mm-hmm. So, help me kick this off. What do you think is the most
0: important thing that we need to start with? In order to ask a great question, or if you're thinking about really how do I form my question, you, you need to know what the purposes are for your question because hmm. there's lots of different purposes for a question. Right. And a great question is one, of course, that fulfills the purpose. Okay. You know, a teacher, for instance, asks a lot of questions of their students because they're trying to ascertain how much retention, how much learning did they get. So mm-hmm. they're asking probing questions to try to understand how much retention stuck in, how much did they did they connect and and how is their learning progress going. Mm. But when we ask questions as an adult, I mean, we can do the same. We can ask questions about our own retention as well when we're trying to learn something. Mm. But when I think for the purposes of this podcast, when we're talking about asking great questions, it's really to clarify where we're headed Mm. and to develop our relationships in a way that's a little bit deeper. So there are many, many purposes to questions, but here are three that I think are kind of pertinent for our discussion in terms of reinventing ourselves or looking at our next beginning. The first is to deepen a relationship. I mean, there's no point in going forward with anything if you aren't creating increasing intimacy with other people.
1: Yeah, I mean, the amount of times we talk about how important those relationships are and finding ways to always deepen them.
0: Yeah, yeah you you cannot live life just total utilitarian that it's all about you, and the, right. the whole purpose of it really is to develop intimacy. And to do that, you have to connect at a story level. You have to get behind what is going on from a factual basis. And you have to get to the inner narrative of what's happening in somebody's life. Because as I said before, we all have presumptions of the world. And so we all knit together this story of our lives. In many ways, we are writing it as we go and we cast Mm -hmm. ourselves as a certain character. So what kind of role are you taking? Are you taking a victim role where everything bad happens to you and you're just looking for the next bad thing to come along? Yeah. Or are you the hero, you know, where you've got to be the smartest person in the room and the one that's always the go-to person? <laughs> or are you, you know, the comic sidekick where mm-hmm. everything that comes at you can be deflected with a comical remark? You yeah. know, it, there's all kinds of character roles we can take. Right. So that's one purpose is to deepen relationship, but to do so, you need to understand their narrative and drive down to it. And, and when you do that, the whole purpose of doing that, the whole purpose of asking questions, like when I ask you questions or mean about what's going on in your life, I try to understand something about your narrative. The purpose of doing that is to demonstrate solidarity with you. Mm. That I'm with you, I'm supporting you. The yeah. whole purpose of that kind of questioning isn't interrogation right. to make you feel stupid. Yeah. It is, to, to, is for understanding so that yep. you can feel like there's somebody walking with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the second thing, of course, is to solve a problem. And a lot of questions we have Day in, day out, or to solve a problem. Okay, the 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 pipes broke. <laughs> what caused that? You know, so you're trying to figure out yeah. what are all the issues. So those are diagnostic kind of questions. You're trying to understand what the options are. Those are those are pretty easy. But even as you're thinking about your next beginning there are a lot of diagnostic questions you have to ask to solve a problem. It's like, it might be a financial problem that you have. It might mm. be, how do I get this product to market or this new thing that I want to do? How do I do a career shift? Yeah. Those are problem solving questions. Hmm. They're not necessarily why questions. They're problem solving questions. They're not necessarily narrative questions. Yeah. And then the third is, is really kind of fun and that's just to satisfy curiosity. Yes. You know, so kind this like is kid. like, <laughs> why, what would possess you to do this? So for instance, I asked you that question uh, last week when you said you might not survive. And by the way, I am glad that you survived. And for you. those of you who weren't in, listening to last week's show, Armin went up to catch fish or try to catch he fish. Tried to catch fish.
1: <laughs> Attempt was made. <laughs> not it necessary. Was, well, how cold was it up there? Oh, with the wind show, I think at one point we hit negative 50. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. yeah. And your catch?
0: You know, we <laughs> were a total of t- 12 fish or something yeah. like four days of fishing oh no yeah any of them over four inches <laughs> uh, some of them
1: i had a really funny story but i won't share it i'll tell you after this after this show
0: well now see now you've piqued my curiosity and i want to know your funny story but you've proven my point right <laughs> yeah that we ask people about things that happen in their life or we we might have some interest because they do something we go what would possess mm-hmm. you to do that yeah and some of it is because we just have this morbid curiosity about why do people do things that we would never do. Right. But some of it is because they do things that we might want to do. Yeah. And when we ask those kinds of curiosity questions, it tells us something about ourselves. It informs something about maybe that would be fun to try. Yeah. Maybe I would like to go ice fishing. Nah. <laughs> you might. You never know. <laughs> I could pretty safely tell you I'll leave that for you to do <laughs> next time around. Well, the
1: reason I like what you're saying, and it, it's so believable, even if somebody doesn't know you, I can, I can wholeheartedly say that you literally live this out, that you, all, you do have a purpose behind your questions. Because when I met you, there's one question I hate, I absolutely hate that people ask, and they ask almost 100% of the time, no matter what event you're at, no matter what you're doing, if you're meeting someone. What time is it? Not that. <laughs> I don't mind that as much as what do you do? What do you do? I I just I I just despise that question. I don't know why.
0: I, you can't answer it.
1: <laughs> it. I can, but it's just like it's a pointless question to me. It's just making small talk, you know. And I remember that
0: my the, kids asked that question as a matter of curiosity. Dad, what do you do? Right.
1: Well, <laughs> with you, you 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 had so much purpose in the way that you asked your questions. It mm-hmm. was you were trying to understand me, not ask about what it is I do or you know, what, what my job is or what my background, is. you could tell there was purpose behind your questioning. And, and I realized that when I had to think to answer it, so I, I don't know, maybe affirming what you're saying is that it is really powerful when somebody has a purpose behind their question. Yeah.
0: And I see the same, I see the same attribute in you in terms of how you pay attention to where people are at and, and you really do listen to what they're saying. You catch things that I don't, and when I see it, you interacting with other people, you catch things that I don't see. Yeah. And that's fun. It's because it's like, oh, I I can do some things to strengthen my antenna signal here because huh. it's not it's not quite as strong as it could be. So <laughs> hey, so let's talk about some of the things that make for great questions.
1: Okay. So here's one that I would think. Yeah is and we we did a couple episodes. remember episode 6 and episode 7. One was Oh,
0: way back a year ago. <laughs> yeah, way back here.
1: I, I know it's a long long time ago. But we did episode 6 which was how to be a better beginner and then right. we did episode 7 was how to be a lifelong apprentice. Yeah,
0: some of my favorite episodes right, right? there. That left lifetime apprentice one
1: especially. At, was at, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all about that mentorship thing. Well, I'm always the apprentice, but I think one of the best ways to ask better questions is always have the attitude of a beginner or have an attitude of an apprentice or another word to use as a student mm-hmm. because you're always going to ask the questions with the purpose of becoming better or becoming more wise or having a different understanding, have a different perspective because of that attitude of a beginner or a student. Mm-hmm. And I think when you take on that attitude, you will ask a lot more powerful questions other than trying to gain information about someone.
0: Yeah. Imagine if you could take the attitude that a four or five year old has in terms of inquisitiveness Yeah, and then add to that all the wisdom that you have about how the world works to frame a really good question. And that then becomes, I think, really what you're talking about. Right on. The ability to ask a great question is that kind of inquisitiveness of a kid. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we were kids too, we used to love story time. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, everything is like, continue to read these books and just read them over and over again. I remember I had to read baby animals a million times to my kids to that, <laughs> nausea, you know, but yeah. they love stories. Kids love story. Mm-hmm. And uh, somewhere along the way, we forget that. And we forget that we're living out a story just like we talked about before, you know? So I think one of the keys to asking a really great question is to get story hungry. Yeah. Just to understand that I, I want to understand their story. I'm not just interested in their present and the facts that might be utilitarian, but I want to understand what's driving them. What's that character like if I were going to have them as a character in a novel that I might write? Yeah. You know, what role would they play and Man. how would that, that evolve? And it makes conversation much more inspiring and enjoyable when you start to see that there's a deeper story there. And there are times when I visit with people and I go, "Ah, oh, I would love to just spend a lot of time with them to know their background. For instance, yeah. when you told back in episode one, when you talked about uh, climbing through the borders of Iran, and, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to go back there with you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we could have yeah. made that a really long show oh, because I have. wanted to hear, well, what was that like? How, what did you smell? What were the, some of the things that you were afraid of? How yeah. did your dad and mom deal with the uh, people that came along and the, the people, the interesting people and cultures that you had to stay in and live. Right. In. Right, Great story.
1: It is. It is. I love that one term that you just said is become story hungry. Mm. When you ask questions about people's stories, you will see a real side of them that is unbelievable. You will see authenticity. You see people put aside their masks and facade and they just get real with you. They don't have to think before they talk. They just tell you a story and you bond in ways that small talk and typical questions just won't
0: do for you. So I love that you're saying that. Well, and I think so many people are hungry to tell their story. Now they may not yep. come right out and say that, but when you start asking questions and you say, what was it like? Tell me what your thoughts were when this happened to you. Yeah. You know, that's like gold. Yeah. I mean, now you're mining for good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing I would say to your point of the whole kid's story time mentality Mm -hmm. is, you know how you were kids, the number one question that you would always ask Mm. is
0: why? 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 Yeah. yeah well, why? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, like it would become night and say, Dad, where is the sun? Yeah. And then he would give you an answer, and then yeah. you would say why. It's give that you why? Hand. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why? And before he's going to threaten your life if you <laughs> ask why one more time. <laughs> but if you think about that, there's a researcher, his name is Roy Baumeister. Is yep. that how you pronounce yeah, that's it? Right. Yep. yep. He's he's quoted saying, Why questions push the mind up to higher levels of thinking and a focus on the future? Mm. And then he goes on to say, as We get older but then that's not the quote but he says how questions bring the mind down to low levels and a focus on the present so to simplify it or summarize it it says if you frame the question according to the need if you're looking for inspiration ask why questions Mm. if you're looking to solve a problem now in the present ask how questions There's one that looks into the future, the one looks into the now.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: And you want to expand, right? You want to see
0: more. Yeah, and why questions are really those. Why are the deep questions? That's the forward-propelling questions. Those are the ones that get down to the motivation Mm -hmm. of things. And really, it's kind of the deepest form of question you can ask about this propelling you into your future to get to the why. And, of course, uh, Simon Sinek wrote a great book called Start With With Why. Yeah, so you really get to that why question. Why questions are also really hard to ask right. Hmm. Because when we were kids, we'd always ask the why question you get. In, and when you're a kid, it's one thing because adults know that kids are somewhat being a little bit precocious and they're tiring and they asking the why question. But when somebody asks a why question of somebody else as an adult, there's almost an implied it shouldn't be that way. So why is it that way for you? Hmm. People start to get defensive. So when you ask somebody, why did that happen? Or why did you do that? Yeah. You know, if I just say, why did you do that? It sounds very accusatory, you know? (laughs)
1: Like, why are you asking that? (laughs) Yeah.
0: In one of the books that I wrote, I pointed out that when us humans ask of God why, it's Mm -hmm. always accusatory. You know, why God did you allow this to happen? Yeah. But when God asks us why, it's all revelatory. It's Mm -hmm. to say, hey, I'm trying to point something out to you. Very few of us have the ability to ask a revelatory question using the word why. There are better ways to do that, and sometimes what you need to do is substitute the word what. Yeah. So what what were some of the th- key things that you thought about? What was the most important thing that happened to you when that happened? You can get at the why behind it, yeah. uh, but, but just f- reframe it by a what. What was it about that experience that was important to you?
1: Hmm. All right, so another thing that I think is very helpful for and I know we've talked about this, especially for introverts Mm -hmm. more so than extroverts, is the intentionality of just writing down your questions before you even go and meet with someone or sit with someone, have your interview or whatever it is, that if you could take some time and write down ahead of time what kind of questions that you want to ask someone, whether it's in your phone, on a piece of paper, in your notepad, whatever it is, You write those questions down, at least you have an idea. You already have a hit list of questions that you can go through and you can put some thought into it. And in terms of what kind of questions do you really want to ask and what kind of information do you really want to gain from this person that you're sitting down with? So it's not the typical question.
2: So what do you do?
0: You know, some of the people that I really enjoy meeting with when I get, especially a young person wants to meet and network with me, Mm -hmm. I really have a higher esteem for those who open up their notebook and say, I've jotted a few questions down. I want to go through with you Yeah, because I think more than anything that compliments me that they're saying, Hey, you're important enough to meet with in my mind that I thought about some things ahead of time that I want to ask you. Mm. So let think about that for a second. Anna and I went out to a restaurant a few months ago. Uh, actually it was more than that because we were sitting outside <laughs> We can't do that here anymore. half a year ago. Half a year (laughs) (laughs) or or more. And and we look over, and there's this guy and his date. I mean, obviously, it was a first date. Oh. And we noticed something peculiar going on. He would keep looking down at his lap at his uh, mobile phone. And at first, we thought it was the normal, you know, he's checking out the text messages that he's getting and that sort of thing. And then we realized it wasn't. He had prepared a list of questions no. on his mobile phone, and he kind of had it discreetly down underneath the tablecloth, so he could refer to it to be sure to ask her some questions. And we just kind of got a little bit of a chuckle out of that.
1: It can't be that discreet if both of you noticed. It. No, but we were sitting
0: over at the side, you know, so she, oh, okay. so we would have we, she wouldn't have had the same view that we did. And I'm guessing that she probably figured it out too. But when you think about it, is it, you know, in some ways, the poor guy's like, he, he wasn't quite sure what to ask, but at least he had the forethought to say, hmm. I'm going to write down some things. I'm going to just try to help the conversation along. And there's some things that I need to learn. When Anna and I would first uh, start going out to social parties, especially at where I worked, she wasn't necessarily that tied into that particular community. Right. And so, you know, as an introvert, she'd say, I need some help. What, what are some questions yeah. that I should ask people? Yeah. So we just talked on the way to the party about here's some opening questions that might, you know, be interesting. And I admired the fact that she was aware that asking good questions yeah. puts people at ease. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it ahead of time and really plan to say, Hey, I haven't seen that person in a while. And I'm not just going to do the tee up uh simple question, which is, so what's new? Yeah. You know, if you know them. Yeah. I mean, you're not taking any burden by asking somebody else. What's new. Right on. Why not ask about let's pick up where we left off last time. And the last time I remember we talked, you were getting ready to go on a fishing trip, you know,
1: and possibly die and to
0: possibly die, you know, (laughs) but at least you're connecting with the past and your past experience with them as opposed to shifting all the burden for them Mm -hmm. to tell you everything that's new in their life. Yeah. So can we get away from asking what's new and say, hey, can we work more intentionally to ask great questions? I think that's really important.
1: I think it is. It shows a difference between someone who's actually engaged in the conversation and someone who's just talking because they have to, and then they're having small talk
0: with you. Yeah, exactly. Well, of course, all this can't be done if you're not actively listening and, and really listening intently for what the other person is going to say because so often, you know, see, our, our, our brains move so fast that we're so often trying to think about the next thing either to tell them mm-hmm. or the next question to ask that we're not really listening to what they had to say, yeah, and when you do listen intently, you can start to pick up some of those emotional cues, and that's where the really good questions come hmm. I had a an opportunity to have a meeting with a, a woman who' was trying to figure out where she should some decision she was making between her career should she go pursue a corporate job or should she work in a consulting role? And so she sat down with me. She wanted to get my opinion about it. And I just started asking her, well, tell me what you think about each of those options. Yeah. So she told me about what she thought about the corporate job and the opportunity. And then she told me what she thought about the consulting job and opportunity. Mm. And after a few, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes, I said, do you mind if I share something? with you?" she said, sure. And I said, I want to just tell you, that I saw a big change in effect, your facial features, mm. your energy level, the tone, just as you pointed out last week in the last episode, the tone is different. Yeah, you know I pointed that out to her that when she talked about the corporate setting, she was much more animated, alive. Mm. sounded like she had already ideas. yeah When she talked about the consulting thing, it was much more subdued. Wow. and I just said, that's all I said. I just want to share that observation with you. Do you think that's meaningful? Wow. And she stopped and just said, that's my answer. Wow. And, huh. and and so in just a little bit of time, sometimes all you need to do is, if the best question can actually just be silence mm-hmm. and observation. Mm-hmm. And then the best question could just be reflecting back to them what you see. Right. That could be your best great question. Yeah, just to be a mirror for someone. I love that. Exactly.
1: Well, we're running out of time, so we don't want to leave this show without actually challenging you guys to do something. Right. So here's a challenge and picked by yours truly. And by yours truly, I mean, Larry, not me. (laughs) So here's the challenge. It says, look at your calendar this next week, pick someone you plan to meet with and intentionally design a couple of questions to go deeper with them. And if you can, after you're done, do us a favor, leave a great question for us, either one you have asked or, one that was asked of you on our show notes at reinventure.me backslash 49. We'd love to hear what you have, and we'd love to know what different questions you guys are asking to make those deeper relationships with the ones that you already have.
0: Well, I have a great question for you. Okay. Are we done yet?
1: We are done. (laughs) This is the lead out (laughs) This is the lead out
0: for this show. Hey, we want to just thank you for being a part of this episode. We sure hope you enjoyed it. We hope that maybe this gives you some thinking for you to ask some great questions. Sometimes when we ask a great question of others, we learn so much more about ourselves and what God has put inside of you to inspire your next great beginning. So we hope that that's just a, an opportunity for you to seize that, that you would do that this week. And when you do leave us a note, let us know on our show notes at reinventure.me slash 49 as Armin said, or, Call our show line at 612 314 5447. Leave us a recorded message there. We'd love to hear from you. Well, this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. And we're just saying so long. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.